Uh, many of you might have been in the other building this morning. Uh, we decided today we would contrast a couple Jonadabs in the Bible. So uh, there in Jeremiah 35, there was a, a Jonadab who uh, built into his home some areas of separation. Uh, and 200 years later, they were still holding to those things. Uh, he had a he had a heart for the things of God, and he said, "I want to make sure that the things of God are important to us now, and they will be important to us uh, in perpetuity." He built that into his home, and, and his children tenderly uh, submitted to those desires that he built into their home, and and God was pleased. At the end of Jeremiah 35, uh, he said, "Because uh, they listened to their father in this area." Uh, he built a spiritual endurance into that home. And he said, there shall never fail from the house of Jonadab uh, someone, a man to stand before me forever. And forever, that word belongs to God. Nobody else gets to talk about forever. Uh, Even this world passeth away in the lusts thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. God's the one that gets to use that word. And uh, when he uses it in good ways, that's, that's a blessing. So there was a Jonadab who used his influence to steer his home toward the things of God. Tonight we're going to look at a different Jonadab that used his influence to coach a person to, uh, toward sinful uh, desires, sinful cravings, sinful pleasures. And uh, just brought devastation that played out over years Oh, it was awful. We're, we're wading into a, 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 a very sad portion of the Bible. But I want us to be warned as we look at this uh, other Jonadab. We're contrasting a couple Jonadabs today. So here in, in 2 Samuel 13, verse 1, we'll start with that verse and we'll work our way through this chapter. Um, 2 Samuel 13, verse 1. It came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister. So he had a beautiful sister. Her name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So uh, just a couple things uh, right away. Um, he, He fell sick. For his sister. Again, you're like, ah, that doesn't sound right at all. Um, But they were half, they were half siblings. Uh, They shared the same father. They had different mothers. uh, And he was just in love with her. She was beautiful and something about her attracted him to her. Uh, Boy, uh, cravings. The the Bible says he was so vexed. There was a craving. Um, uh, I think a lot of us get to the point where, I just, I have to. That's the one thing that could make me happy. There's nothing else on this earth that could make... That's the... Oh, and so he got... He was vexed. There was a craving for her. He got convinced that that alone could make him happy. If if I don't get that, I don't think there's any happiness out there for me. And uh, it's it's something we humans go through. Uh, those times. Uh, so these moments come to all of us where we're convinced that, no, no, that's the one thing that could bring me fulfillment. Uh, and Amnon, he was caught up in this moment so much so that he fell sick 
for her. Now, you're not a dirty, rotten sinner because you have those moments where your flesh lies to you and you start to listen a little bit. Uh, we, we have those moments of weakness, but how we deal with those moments of weakness makes a huge difference. And you know what else makes a huge difference? Who you have surrounded yourself with. And by the way, it's, it's best not to wait till you fall sick with those cravings before you reach out to somebody for help. Hey, talk me through this. Help me. We need to beware those moments. Our flesh lies to us. In just a little bit, Amnon is going to get what he wanted. He's going to realize it was his worst nightmare. In this moment where he's teetering, and the slightest influence was going to have staggering power. When those moments come upon us, who you've surrounded yourself with will have staggering power in which way you fall. In moments like this, we are in grave danger. The wrong person has our ear. Beware, my friend, who has your ear. A hard lesson for us to learn. Listen closely. Not everyone you are inclined to trust is trustworthy. Let me say that again. Not everyone you are inclined to trust is trustworthy. I should have never listened to that friend, but conversely, not everyone who is trustworthy has your ear like they should. You know, since the very beginning, the devil, he is in the business of disqualifying authority. Uh, As quickly as he can detach you from that voice that you're supposed to be listening to, he'll do it. And once he's done that, you're toast. He did it with with God in the Garden of Eden. He came to to Eve and convinced her that God really wasn't out for her good. He disqualified her authority and it was God. If he can disqualify that authority, boy, the devil can disqualify whatever other authority in your life he needs to and detach you from the voice of the one who should have your ear. But you know what? Amnon was still in a good place for a little while. The Bible says he thought it hard to do anything to her. He was at that place. He goes, oh, I just, I'm, I just crave her. But you know what? A part of me still wants what's best for her. He thought it hard to do something to her. She is a person. She has value. I care for her. I don't know why necessarily the Bible says he thought it hard. Uh, apparently, maybe, maybe his flesh was suggesting some things. And he's telling his flesh, no, that wouldn't be right. And I want to do the right thing by her. At least that was there for a bit of the time. In a little bit, something's going to change. Amnon is going to go from not wanting harm to come to her to not caring about her at all. Only about what he wants from her. He gets to the point where he can objectify her. She would no longer be a person, but a thing for him to possess and enjoy. Somewhere along the way, he left off caring about her to caring for himself. Once it became about what he wanted alone, he became a monster. A monster who was able to say, 
I want what will please me, and I don't care who I have to hurt to get it. All of us are capable of going there, by the way. David went there when he wanted Bathsheba enough to kill all of us. So the question of the night is this what changed? What changed? Verse 3, there's a pretty pivotal three-letter word there, but. Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. Tonight we're hitting part two, contrasting the Jonadabs. Let's, let's pray. Lord, I I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Uh, Help us to be careful in this life of ours, to be careful who we surround ourselves with, who has our ear. Oh, Holy Spirit, do a work. Do a work in this church, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit, show us the Jonadabs that have our ear. Lord, show us. There may be some Jonadabs sitting in here right now. They've been coaching people away from their parents. Coaching people away from the the pastor. Coaching people away from the God-given authority. Helping the devil disqualify the proper authority. We might have some Jonadabs in here that need to confess that and make it right. Others, Lord, that have given their ear to the Jonadabs. Oh, Lord, help us tonight. Show us what we need to do and help us to rely on you to make it happen. Help us tonight. I ask these things in Christ's precious name. Amen. Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. But that powerful three-letter word, here's one of the most resounding words in the Bible. But it can change everything. Here, uh, he, he thought it hard to do something to her. But something turned all of that on its head. Oh, sometimes it's a wonderful word, isn't it? There in Romans chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Oh, he's a righteous man? Oh, okay, maybe. Yet peradventure for a good man, so one would even dare to die. Oh, okay, but you and I were sinners. Who's going to die for a sinner? Praise God, there's verse 8. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The word but here is awful though. This time the word but is used in the Bible. It helped turn a young man who thought it hard to do something to a a lovely young lady into the monster that we described just a little bit ago. We notice three things from this verse about Jonadab. He He was a friend, a companion, a companion of Amnon. Somebody that was close Somebody that was there in this moment of weakness. Who we have around us matters. But I enjoy that person. That doesn't mean they're good to be around you. A a smoker enjoys cigarettes. It's not healthy. I enjoy them. That's a selfish way of looking at this life. Just because you enjoy somebody doesn't mean they should be your companion, your friend. Are they the type of friend like the Bible talks about in Proverbs 13, 20? He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You have fools surrounding you? We're going to look at that tonight. Or do you have wise men? Oh, in those moments of weakness, 
you're tottering, you're staggering, and all the power that person has is by you in those moments. Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the, the countenance of his friend. Do your friends sharpen you in the right thing or shame you into performing wrong things? Do they help you with your sin? Do they promote sin? He was, a, he was a companion. I also see from this verse he was a cousin. He was family. Look at the verse. It says, uh, um, whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. He was a cousin. Church family, sometimes we give too much of a pass to family. We aren't careful enough with family Oh, we say, uh, I know they, they look down on us because we're Christians, or at least Christians that try to be as serious as, as we try to be. Now, sure, they go overboard to sensationalize uh, the thrills and the frills of godlessness, but their family, <laughs> what are you going to do? By the end of this chapter, Amnon is dead. He is dead. What are you going to do? He would tell you, you be careful with who you have around you, even if it's family. Parents, who has your child's ear? Who? Doesn't matter if they're a relative or not. Who has their ear? Is it somebody that's going to push them toward the Lord or pull them away? He was a companion. He was a cousin. And he was crafty. The Bible says he was subtle. He was crafty. He was a wily guy. Um, let's, uh, let's figure out what you want and how to help you get it. Boy, at first that seems like you're the one person who loves me. <laughs> you're the one person that wants to help me get... Where's the, where's, there's no love coming from anywhere else. No love. You're the one... Boy, there was, there was, a, <laughs> there was Ahab, right? In 1 Kings 21, Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard. And Ahab came to his house heavy and displeased because he couldn't have it. Because of the word of Naboth, the Jezreelite had spoken. For he had said, I will not give thee. Oh, man. There was a Jezebel right there. Tuned in to his needs. But Jezebel, his wife, came to him and, and said unto him, Why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? Oh, she's tuned in. My heart. I'm sorrowful, and she's the one person who cares. The one person who loves me. Why is thy spirit so sad? Either because I, I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite and said unto him, Give me thy vineyard for money, or else if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard. Down to verse 7, Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou not govern the kingdom of Israel? Am I the only person who knows how important you are? Am I the only person who values you? I apparently am the only Boy, if it would, everyone else would just get it through their thick skull. How important you are. Who do I have to hurt to help you get what you want? It sounds good. It sounds good. But that's the last person you want helping you when you're going through those times. Ah, he's a crafty person. Let's figure out how to get what you want. The the wrong type of person says, nobody else understands how important you are. The right type of person says, hey, let's, let's quit focusing on you for a minute. 
Let's get our focus on who truly is important. Remember God? (laughs) Remember Him? He loves you like none other. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that there's no one. There's no one that loves you like Him. Get your focus off self. Get your focus on Him. And we're so immature that, that that doesn't sound very loving. Where's the person that wants to tell me how important I am? And explain who needs to get hurt so I can have what I want. Let's figure out how to get you what you want. Away with the rules. After all, rules were made to be broken. Easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Your dad might be upset for a little while, but he'll get over it. Seize the day. Carpe diem, baby. Man, what a carefree friend. Tuned into my needs. Man, I'm so glad to have a Jonadab here in my time of need. Can I remind you, he's going to be dead by the end of the chapter. He sounded like Jezebel. Listen, verse 4. He said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? You're the son of the king. Don't they understand how important you are? Am I the only person that sees value in who you are? Oh, friend, be careful. That flattering tongue. Why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? Wilt thou not tell me? And Amnon says, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's wife. Not count your blessings, but rather you're the king's son. Let's figure out how to get you what you want. Now I know we sometimes jump on Amnon and talk about that wasn't love, that was pure, unadulterated lust. But I think there was love at the beginning. He valued her. He thought it hard to do something to her. But something changed. His crafty friend jumped in. John Adeb said unto him, verse 5, Lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it and eat it at her hand. And this is really his advice. He, he doesn't say, you know, all the other stuff, grab her and do whatever. He just, he just opens the door. He says, you know, deceive everybody, pretend you're sick and get in your bedroom. And then, I don't know, maybe a Diddy quote, right? And then follow your heart. You'll know what to do from there. Verse 6, so Amnon lay down, made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come. Make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat it at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. So Tamar went to her brother's Amnon, brother Amnon's house and he was laid down and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and did bake the cakes. Now, you might not know this, but in the college, um, if a guy is interested in a girl and they start to kindle a friendship and they want to go from a friendship to being an official couple, there is a procedure that takes place. And it's kind of fun. Uh, to become an official couple, ah, doing things right is a whole lot of fun. Yesterday I got an email. I'm, I'm not going to say who. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Oh, it's, it's a wonderful, it's, you know, Pastor Mitchell, I just wanted to shoot a quick email, make sure it was okay that so-and-so and I take the next step 
to become official, as the term goes. Smiley face. If there's anything you want to talk about, I'd love to chat with you about it. I've gotten the go-ahead from her, her parents, and my parents. So I just wanted to reach out to you and her pastor. Thanks so much for everything you do as pastor. I so appreciate your prayers for us college students as we seek the Lord's will and some very important decisions. I look forward to seeing your response. Thanks again. My response, if you've communicated your intentions to her parents and yours and you have their blessing, and it sounds like you do, then you have my blessing to take this next step as well. Again, with a provision you intend to communicate with her pastor, and you, in, you already indicated you intend to. I'm happy for you. Taking the time to do things right brings such wonderful dividends. I love writing emails like that. Oh, it's so much better when you do things right. No spiritual guidance here. Of course, Amnon would say, well, why isn't my dad? Jonadab is the one that's here, okay? My dad loved me. He would be next to me. My my spiritual, uh, where are they? Jonadab's the one that's here. I don't know what he'd say. He's the one helping me defile this young lady and bring disgrace to my home. It just gets worse from here. She took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, Have all men out from me. When you're doing wrong. You know, when you do things right, you can say, Look what I have! (laughs) God, give me a wife. It's wonderful. Hey, or before we got married, hey, we're going to get married! Won't you all come? I want everybody to be here. God gave me someone who said yes. And before she comes to her senses, let's get this thing done. Boy, not so with Amnon. Have all men out from me. They went out every man from him. And Amnon said to Tamar, bring meat unto the chamber that I may eat of thy hand. Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. And when she had brought them unto him, he took hold of her and said to her, Come lie with me, my sister. She answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not thou this folly. And I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? Remember earlier, he didn't want to do anything hard to her. And now she's like, Please, this will bring shame. It's not about you anymore. And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. What did that Bible verse say? The companion of fools shall be destroyed. Now therefore I pray thee, speak unto the king. Won't you just, there's a, there's a proper way to go about these things. Won't you please do it the right way? He will not withhold me from thee, howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice. But being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. Being stronger. Men, God didn't give you strength so you could demand honor for yourself. He can take it away from you in an instant. He gave you strength so you can make sure you are bringing honor to the people that deserve it. Mom, let me get those boxes for you. 
You deserve honor. You're my, and God gave me strength. Not to look after self, but to use it for his honor and glory. Verse 15. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly. Worked out great, didn't it? <laughs> Worked out great. So that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had, had loved her. And Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. Well, you know, love is a crazy thing. You, know, you fall into love, you fall out of love. You, you never can say love just does crazy things to people. We better get used to this prayer. Oh, gracious God up in heaven. Please, oh, please deliver me from what I want. And help me to trust you to know what's best for my life. When you live a life pursuing what's pleasing to you, you live a life of misery. Samson said to the parents, Judges 14, 13, Get her for me, she pleaseth me well. Down to verse 18. Then his servants brought her out and bolted the door after her, threw her out like a bag of garbage. Tamar put ashes on her head, rent her garments of diverse colors that was on her, laid her hand on her head, and went on crying. The girl that he valued. Oh, so different now. Devastated by selfish vileness. And by the way, young ladies, your parents can see the Amnons that are out there. Listen to your parents. Listen to your pastor. Listen to your God, the Sunday school teachers. Listen to the people who love you and care about you. Lest you be used and discarded like a bag of trash. Amnon, or Absalom, verse 20. Absalom, her brother, said to her, Hath Amnon, my brother, been with thee? But hold thou thy peace, my sister. He is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. But when David heard all these things, he was very wroth. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, Neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon. Because he had forced his sister Tamar. Pride is such an awful sin. From it flowed this selfishness. Amnon Amnon forces Tamar. And then he hates her. Presumably she hates him. For treating her just like a thing. King David their father is very wroth. Absalom Tamar's brother. And Amnon's half-brother hated Amnon. So much hate. In this chapter, so much selfish depravity, so much devastating hate. Verse 23. And it came to pass after two full years. Time elapsing, sin and disgrace. After two full years that Absalom had sheep cheers and Baal Hatsor, which is beside Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's son 
And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold, now thy servant has sheep shears. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servants go down with thy servant. And the king said unto Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not all go down, lest we be chargeable unto thee. And he pressed him, howbeit he would not go, but blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king says, Why? Why should he go with thee? I don't see a good reason here. He just kind of presses dad. And he says, okay. (laughs) But Absalom pressed him. He let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Mark ye now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have not I commanded you to be courage and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man gat him upon his mule and fled. Keep an eye on Amnon, and when his heart is merry with wine, kill him. When he's drunken on pleasure like he was two years old, kill him. Amnon apparently just moved on. That, that, that expression, time heals all wounds, I don't, I don't see that in the Bible, do you? No repentance. I remember some years ago, somebody out here did something just really inconsiderate, and somebody else called them on it and said, listen, that's, that is super considerate. That's not right what you just did. He's like, it's okay, I forgave myself. Years ago, and I, I thought, that's something wrong with that. Something wrong with that. When his heart is merry with wine, kill him. Had Amnon been more of a, a reserved guy before this counsel of this friend changed him? I don't know. But he goes to... At, Absalom's not talking to him. He realizes there's a problem, and he's going to go to this... He's not thinking straight. It came to pass, verse 30, while they were in the way, that tidings came to David, saying, Absalom hath killed all the king's sons. And that wasn't true. There was misinformation that got back to him, right? The liberal media was, was afoot. Then the king arose and tear his garments. A lot of agony in this chapter. And lay on the earth. So sad, isn't it? David, the young man that went out there full of potential, kills Goliath. Ah, he's got nothing but potential. Oh, it's wonderful. Here he is, broken, laying on the earth. The devastation has come to his home. And all his servants stood by with their clothes rent. Verse 32, and Jonadab. Wait, wait, wait. Jonadab is, he enters the scene again. What, what is it? Jonadab, you have something to say? You're devastated because of your part in all this? Oh, you're very sorry because of this misery that flowed from your devilish advice? No, oh, you, something else you have to say. 
Jonadab, the son of Shimei, David's brother, answered and said, Let not my lord suppose they have slain all the king's sons, for Amnon only is dead. It's only Amnon. It's only Amnon. Boy, that's, what, a, what a friend. What a friend. What a guy that, it's just, it's just Amnon. Only Amnon. The others, only Amnon is dead. For by the appointment of Absalom, this hath been determined from the day that he forced his sister Tamar. Boy, Jonadab, I still can't figure out what came over him to do that. <laughs> I've wondered the same thing. Since the day he forced his sister that there's one person on the entire world that values me. Jonadab, the one guy that's here telling me how important I am. And I should have what I want. It's okay. Only Amnon is dead. It's just Amnon. By the appointment of Absalom hath been determined from this day since he forced his sister Tamar. I don't know. It seems like Jonadab knew something about this plot. I don't know when he knew. But it sounds like he knew that there was a plot for Absalom to kill him. I mean, he's... For by the appointment of Absalom, this hath been determined from the day he forced his sister Tamar two years ago. Boy, Jonadab was there to tell him to sin. But where was Jonadab when he says, I'm going to this party? Where was Jonadab then? Now, therefore, let not my lord the king take this thing to heart to think all the king's sons are dead. Again, a second time, for Amnon only is dead. It's just Amnon. He's trying to be there and comforting David. I can't help but think of... Remember when uh, they sold Joseph into slavery? And took his garment and made it seem like he had been killed by a wild animal. And then they come back to try to pretend to comfort their father. Genesis 37, 35. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted. And he said, I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Verse 34. But Absalom fled. So Absalom has to skip the country. I don't know, was that part of uh, Jonadab's plan? Is he trying to clear, clear the way somehow for him to, I don't know. He's a crafty guy. Who knows what agenda he's playing. Amnon is dead. Absalom ha- has to flee the country. And the young man that kept the watch lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there came much people by the way of the hillside behind him. And Jonadab said unto the king, Behold, so Jonadab again, look, <laughs> good news, look. Behold, the, 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 king's son, uh, the king's sons come, as thy servant said, so it is. See, I, I say stuff, and you can trust me. It's just like I said, it's, it's happening. Verse 36 came to pass as soon as he had made an end of speaking to behold the king's sons came and lifted up their voice and wept and the king also and all his servants wept very sore all his servants it just said you know Jonadam just said um, behold thy king's come as thy servant said is he in there manufacturing some tears 
All his servants wept very sore. Verse 37, but Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of Amahud, king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there for three years. Two years plus three years. There's a whole lot of misery that flowed from having surrounded himself with the wrong person. Verse 39, and the soul of David longed to go forth unto Absalom, for he was comfort concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. So here's the question. You got any Jonadabs in your life? Jonadabs can be people. Jonadabs can be things that steal your affection away from God. Who are your friends? Jonadab just moved on to the next target. King David was the next target to be schmoozed. Jonadab doesn't say anything about his involvement. Just, oh, it's just Amnon. It's just Amnon. He, he's dead. Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? You're the son of the king. You should have what you want. The right kind of friend says, you're a child of the king. You can't do that. You cannot do that. You need to do what he wants. You see the difference? The Jonadabs, any voice in your life that says, you're important, you should do what you want, that's a Jonadab. Holy Spirit, show us in our life tonight the Jonadabs in every shape and form. You're the son of the king. You should have what you want. You're the child of the king. You should do what he wants. Who have you surrounded yourself with in this life? I said it earlier. Not everyone we are inclined to trust is trustworthy. Oh God, show us the Jonadabs in our life. And not everyone who is trustworthy are we listening to like we should. Get back to those voices you should be listening to tonight. Who or what are the Jonadabs in your life? It, it, it could be people uh, whose company you prefer. Which are they? Are they pointing you toward what he wants or to what you want? Social media? Oh, it's a powerful, powerful voice. Are being careful enough there? Oh, I'm on social media and there's bad things on there. And the Jonadab will come along and say, Oh, you think it hard? You think it hard to do something wrong on there? Let me show you how you can uh, create secret accounts. I'll help you in your sin. Oh, God, deliver us from those Jonadabs. I'll help you hide it from your mom and hide it from your dad. What about music? There are Jonadab type songs out there that say you're important. You should have what you want. When you listen to that song, at the end of that song, are you filled with self-importance and pursuing what you want? And there's other music. Oh, did you enjoy the music tonight? Did you enjoy the music tonight? 
Oh God, thank you. That music took me to the throne of grace and deposited me there and left me in awe of you. Does your music do that? Does it leave you in awe of self? That's a Jonadab type song. The videos you watch, those are so influential. It blows my mind the things I hear about what our young people have access to, to watch. Our young people. It's powerfully influential. You're giving a Jonadab to your children. My friend, we've got to be careful about these Jonadabs. So which is it? The voices that give that you've given access to your ear. What are they saying? You're the son of the king. You should have what you want. And I'm only saying that because I love you. Or you're the child of the king. You should concern yourself with what he wants. And I'm only saying that because I love you. Every one of us in here has both. And your heart is tuned into one or the other. Which is it? And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend. Don't be a Jonadab in this chapter and don't have Jonadabs as your friends. Some need to come to this altar tonight and leave some Jonadabs here. Would you do it? I'm tired of listening to parents say, well, my child grew up and I think they would have had a chance except they just could not separate. They just could not separate from Jonadabs in their life. Oh, they had so much potential, but they just could not cut from the Jonadabs in their life. You have a chance tonight. Let's leave some Jonadabs. And you may be, oh God, I've been that Jonadab. I've coached people towards sin. Oh God, forgive me. He will forgive. He will forgive. It's a serious matter. By the end of the chapter, Amnon was dead. A companion of fools will be destroyed. 